infinite ammo. This is uh, the well, my first episode of the Let's Reminisce podcast. I am uh, Mr. Bane for you. Been uh, kind of a regular around these parts, and we're uh, we're gonna talk about EA back when they used to be good. You remember that? I I I do. I wish I was like it again. A time where they were good. Oh yeah, there, there was a time. <laughs> there was yeah, a time. Yeah, yeah there definitely was a time. Were. But uh, we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go down the road here, Akibana. Um. Yeah, I'm Akibana Zero. Uh. Yeah. Prior history with the EA published games. I don't know. I think maybe one of the most memorable ones to me, I would say, is Dark Age of Camelot. Oh man, I, for- I forgot about that game. That would it kind of set a bit of a standard, I think, for for future MMOs, and I I think it was probably one of the first that did Realm versus Realm versus Realm, something like that. Uh, back in the day. All right. Uh, Relog. He's not here. I think. <laughs> huh, well, the... by aliens. <clears throat> he's been uh, he's been kidnapped by EA for uh, conspiracies. Clearly, he doesn't believe there was a good time for EA. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll we'll catch up with him whenever he gets back. We'll we'll have him introduce himself. Shadow. Yo, what's up? Uh, I actually discovered there's a lot of games that I played back in the day that were EA that I didn't know about. That's kind of interesting. So that's kind of a journey back for me, this podcast. It's pretty cool. Oh, and uh, we just had Relogs disconnect. I don't know what's happening. Um, EA okay. kidnapped him. <laughs> yep. Oh, okay, they returned him. Relog? Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, introduce yourself. My Discord is fucked up. I'm sorry about that. I thought the EA Gestapo uh, kidnapped you. Yeah, it could have been. Uh, Martin, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you. I swear to God. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm Relux Gaming, and uh, I'd probably say my most memorable one is SSX. That thing oh. was the shit. Damn. Yes. Yeah. Good game. And then to Grotus. I hope I pronounced your name right. I, I yes, feel bad. If not, okay, sweet. For me, it was actually during the PlayStation GameCube era. Uh, where I started playing their game, and back then I would say, you know, when you see it's EA, you know the game is good. Uh, I, I miss the old intro. Yeah. EA games challenge everything. Like exactly. That, that was yeah, great. Yeah. Sports Sorry. in the game. The sports <laughs> in the game. game. Yeah, the EA sports one, right? Yeah. Uh, but sorry, continue. My bad. You know, no, they had some good uh, movie license titles like Lord of the Ring and uh, James Bond. Oh, yes. Um, they did some good movie-licensed games in the past. I mean, they definitely, like, took those games on a whole other level. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll yep. be talking about some of them later, also. Which, uh, one of them is my favorite EA game, so. Uh, but the one I spent the most time on was probably Burnout 3 Takedown. Mm. The year that game came out, I think I spent a good four days on it. Like, when it first came out. Solid four days straight, and then I still go back to it every once in a while because it's a great game. It's so much fun. Um, 
All right, so let's uh, get into the first question here. Um, what were your top three most favorite game, well, EA games before the current gen? So like PS4, Xbox One, Switch, stuff like that. Uh, for me, I'd have to say Burnout 3 is number one. Godfather is number two. And the first Dead Space is number three. I spent a ton of time with all three of those games, and I just love them. They're great. But, uh, I think for yeah. me, the uh, some of the some of the best games they ever made were the Need for Speed Underground games. Like oh. definitely have to be in my top three. I, I I miss I miss playing the second one. I I spent like a hundred hours on it when it first came out. First, I think I spent more, and wow. I don't really play racing games either. Yeah, same. <laughs> I, I think EA with their racing games, they they did them so well back then. Indeed, a fully designed game that anybody could kind of get into. It was perfect. Yeah, and I think they did capture that whole like street racing culture quite well with the Underground series, and they gave you like so many options to customize. It was ridiculous. Yes, oh, yeah. that was yeah. my most favorite part. Yeah, I'm gonna say knows. The Need for Speed series is probably like the prime example of how EA evolved. It was a really good game today. It's fucking garbage. True. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for me, I'd probably say Godfather, Skate, and SSX. Those three would probably be my three favorite ones. Oh, yeah. Skate, skate was, was also good. pretty interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised they haven't tried to make a Skate 4. Skate 3 did really, really well. Uh, they shut down the company that... Uh, <laughs> that's, that's never stopped EA before, <laughs> let's be fair. True, true. Well, let's see. For me, top three, I would start with um, Battle for Middle-Earth, which is an oh, fantastic... It's actually a great tie-in game. Yes, it's fantastic. It's so cool with all the... You can play so many stupid heroes in that game and you can just jump in the middle of a freaking army and slaughter them with one hero. It's so fun. And the other game, uh, number two, I would say Commander and Conquer Generals Zero Mm. Hour specifically. That ain't bad. I I love that that game, especially because it was so topical back then. It was so so taboo almost the the terrorists in the game and what you could do you know car bombing and shit like that it was really naughty actually back then uh so naughty that they made it through i mean they they censored it very heavily in germany i remember that they replaced all humans with robots and stuff like that (laughs) it's pretty hardcore they did that Uh, with turok as well (laughs) yeah that's right yeah holy cow but, I mean, it, it does make sense. Well, wouldn't it be more intriguing to see a game where robots are car bombing each other? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> With electric cars? Yeah, why not? Yeah, they turned the terrorist into, like, a, a little driving barrel full of TNT. It was pretty funny. <laughs> that sounds perfect. And number one, I would say SSX Tricky or SSX 3. I'm oh. not quite sure which one of them is better. I like both of them. I, I, I prefer Tricky, but 3 is also just so much fun. Yeah. Also, um, Assassin's 3 gave me a lot of different kind of music inputs. Uh, it, it influenced a lot of like the music I'm listening to today because there was such a like a diverse uh, selection of different kinds of music in the game. Oh, which yeah. is pretty cool. I actually, actually, I want to I want to get into a really quick side question. EA, like, 360 and, bef- like, the, P- the PS2 and the, you know, 360 those eras, 
they had such great music in their games. What yes. has happened? Licensing they issues. To pay license fees. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Burnout Three soundtrack is one of my favorite of all time. It, there's so many good songs. Memory uh, by I think it's like Sugar Cold or something. That, that one I could race to in any game now because I, I have it burnt into my head from hundreds of hours of playing the same game. Soundtrack was so damn good. What has happened? Hmm. It's now it's now pure electronica or it's pure rap. It, it's no there's no in between. There's no like weird like 70s song or weird like you know run dmx song like in ssx they're not <laughs> in there anymore and i'm i'm just so pissed yeah that's uh, kind of weird yeah sorry to go off on a tangent there but um <laughs> my bad well for me my three top ea games before xbox one etc would be mass effect 2 as it's my favorite mass effect game and um uh, I count that as an EA game as they bought oh, yeah. Bioware at the same time. As Anything EA making. published or yeah. developed, yeah. And then for second, I would say Battle for Middle Earth 2. Uh, that strategy game was a lot of fun, uh, even though I never really bought it. And it's impossible to find these days because it's a licensed game. We all know yeah. how a licensed games works. I still have a, like a copy of it, you know, a physical copy, actually. Oh. <laughs> I, wish I, I wish I would own that. <laughs> and uh, for a third game, it's some either Dead Space or Battlefield Three. I can't. I, don't, oh, I mean, Battlefield uh, Bad Company. I can't really decide on it. Both were be, uh, great games in its own rights. Oh yeah. <clears throat> All right. So let's get on to the next question here. Who was your guys' favorite developer, and who made the most well uh, favorite developer who made the most unique games under EA's licensing? And uh, I'm going to say Criterion, even even up until uh, the last game I remember them making, which was the 2012 Most Wanted, they did really great with their racing. Everything is fun, it's fluid, it works in a way that doesn't feel like most racing games. Burnout 3 especially, it's so fast. You have constant nitrous, you're crashing into people, you're causing them to go flying off bridges and stuff like that. There is there wasn't a lot of racing games like Burnout Three at the time, and there still aren't today. And I Burnout think that's Paradise what makes Criterion great as a pick here right. as well, because it's like it it makes a racing game that's not exactly a racing game in the sense yeah. that you have to win in a race. It's not like a it sim, actually... but it's just. I, I sorry, continue. My bad. It opens up to to more to more types of gamers. That's that's pretty much yeah. it. I mean, I'm not into it, racers, and I really like Burnout a lot. I would say it's. It takes the concept of a racing game and puts it in a sort of goofy arcade style, like um, like Daytona USA, but on like crack or something. Daytona USA made by a car insurance salesman who really needs to lose all of his money. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I'm fine with that because bur- the, the old school Burnout games felt unique. They still do. I haven't seen a game... Other than maybe um, uh, flat out, I think it is that even comes close to burnout. Yeah, flat yeah. out is also pretty fun, but yeah, it's not right. quite the same. Like that. Uh, so yeah, uh, developer that I don't know. I don't know about unique, but I would. Uh, I definitely have to call Westwood Studios here. Westwood Studios here for sure because right. of Command and Conquer. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, those were like some really awesome strategy games and like they they paved the way for so many of the strategy games that we have today of course and uh yeah it was pretty damn shame that they were shut down in fact it, it was one of the most iconic brands that ea had and well yeah, they companies like poster, I say also yeah poster children at the time as well which true it's sad to see them go yeah i would say uh visceral games no, not just because of um, Dead Space, but also because of uh, Dante's Inferno. I think they did as well. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah which oh, yeah. which is a really interesting game. Just from the the lore point, you know, uh, the, like the ten levels of hell and all the different kind of enemies, which reflect the the sinners that would be in this circle of hell. Oh, yeah. That was a really cool game to play through, and it, it did kind of come out of a time where. Everybody called it a God of War clone, but I'm going to be honest here. I thought it was doing more interesting things than God of War 3 at the time. Yeah, they did some some pretty bad marketing. They, they, oh, uh, there was the like protesters? these. Yeah, the fake uh, Christian protesters. <laughs> and then the, the boxes that would annoy. As well. Oh, yeah, then the boxes that would annoy reviewers until they broke it, saying yeah. that they had wrath on the inside. That was dumb. <laughs> that was pretty bad, but for me, it didn't taint the experience. But yeah, it was pretty, oh, yeah. pretty stupid. It, it's EA did some really dumb marketing stunts over the <laughs> entire history of the company, and that's like number one. That's top of the cake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to say the same one as Shadow Dead, basically for the yeah. same reasons as well. They also didn't do bad with um, uh, Battlefield Hardline, I thought. Hardline yeah. isn't really a great game, but it's it's better than Battlefield 1. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It definitely is. Most games is better than Battlefield 1. <laughs> Hell, e- even, like, even Infinite Warfare, the game that it was competing with, is somehow better than Battlefield 1. Weird. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, uh, what about Grotus? I yeah. uh, like Shadow and uh, Relogs Visceral games. I give that. Yeah, either that or Bioware. Man, Bioware's fallen a little far, haven't they? Yeah, but that's what happens when EA bought and buys you. <laughs> I, I I feel so sorry for Respawn. Oh yeah. Yeah, that that would actually be my honorary mention here. Respawn, they like Titanfall two was such an amazing gaming package. Uh, Titanfall one, Titanfall two. I would say like Titanfall one when that came out. Also, if if it was forty bucks, it didn't include a campaign. It was a good game apparently, and it it was was fun. But it was fun too. But I didn't. I never got a chance (laughs) to play it because it wasn't on PS4. It was Um, on PC though. Yeah, well, I didn't have a PC at the time for playing games. Uh, uh, I, this I will say this one that though, we have with the campaign and everything is great as a right. gaming package. I, Sorry, I will there. say this though. I played it on uh, I played it on the 360 when it came out there, and um, it was impressive that game fit on the 360. <laughs> Ooh, indeed. Oh yeah, uh, Blue Point actually ported it down, so that's that's something intriguing there. Uh, but yeah, I really hope they uh, they don't die. They're working on a Star Wars game, and like the last company that worked on a Star Wars game. A little bit, uh, a little bit worried. They're also ver- working on a VR project and the next uh, Titanfall, apparently. 
I'd rather them just scrap the VR project, if I'm being fair. <laughs> well, I'm I'm curious to see what they would do with VR. Look at that. that actually, you know what? They're probably more intriguing ones with VR. A Titanfall game in VR would be intense. Could be, yeah. Yeah. All comes down um, to, most of the time, it comes down to how how is the movement done in the game? Does it cause yeah. motion sickness and stuff? So yeah. if they can do that well, then yeah, probably. Yeah, it's one um, of those things where I would say with the current tech, we should be careful what we wish for, actually. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm, quick, a quick tangent. I'm excited to see, because um, Microsoft and a couple other companies are kind of getting into mixed reality. That could be yes. interesting. Mm. I wouldn't mind seeing a Titanfall game in mixed reality where you can play and walk around a, like a just a field and see the Titans fighting each other. That'd be neat. That would be really cool, yeah. Yeah, sure. Um. All right, so to the next question here. What was your favorite EA-licensed franchise from the past? Which you could say even like Burnout, stuff like that. Hypothetically, this is a hypothetical question. Uh, like Burnout or the Harry Potter games or anything like that, what would you want brought back as an independent brand, away from current EA? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, that's, that's probably the best answer. <laughs> it's the laziest and the best answer at the same time. Yes. If, if I had to go specific burnout... Kills. If I have to go... If I can speak English. If I have to go specific... Fuck it, I'm, not, I'm just going to leave that out in the air. I would go Burnout. You know, Burnout Paradise is a great game. It's it's a great ending point for the series because current EA don't want them touching it. But I, I want to see a, a new developer go at the concept of you know takedowns and you know hitting people and having them fly off off bridges and stuff like that. That's fun. I want more of that. Carnage. Damn. Carmageddon. Uh, Carmageddon's a separate brand now. They they actually just made a game a couple of years ago. Yeah, there's one for PS4 as well. Really? Yeah. You know uh, it's like Carmageddon Max Carnage or something. I think it's, yeah, it's, not I think it's on everything right now. Really cheap, yeah. At the very least. yeah it, I mean, I wasn't expecting a new Carmageddon game, so that, that's something. Uh, so, are, are we all agreeing on everything? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, uh... <laughs> I would definitely would like to see Command and Conquer return, but the the classic Command and Conquer, uh, uh, the uh, the Hand of Nod and the what were they called the GDI that you mean that the EA Command and Conquer exactly that's exactly what I would <laughs> like to come back. <laughs> I, I I didn't I didn't hate uh, I played Command and Conquer Red Alert two on uh, the three sixty when that came out. I didn't hate how they ported it. I wouldn't mind seeing them do like a multi platform. Uh, like old school Command and Conquer. Especially if like a PS4 with touchpad, that'd be kind of intriguing. Oh yeah, that would that could work actually too. I mean, like the RTSs work very well on touchscreens, I think. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, like um, the way the Halo Wars games have done. Have you seen how they do the controller setup? No, I haven't tried that. Uh it it's pretty impressive. They pretty much map all the kind of things you need on like triggers and bumpers, and you hold them and. It works really well. So I, I thought think it EA would make was... a very good competitive game. If I, I didn't, it's not very, it's not very solid for competitive. But it, I mean, the Halo Wars ones are mostly story focused, and then multiplayer is like two v two, three v three, stuff like mm. that. Um, anybody else? 
Well, I either would say that space, but but like first that space, you know. Yeah. yeah. More or, like one, or possibly more like two. Yeah. Or what I would actually even like more is like a new SSX, but a really good one, like a solid one, you know, yeah. with, a, with like several mountains. Each mountain has like I don't know, ten, fifteen different tracks, and you can just either free ride down the whole mountain and have fun on your own with. Or you can go to different like uh, races and contests and have rivalry rivalries with other uh, snowboarders and then a killer soundtrack of course with a, a cool DJ that cracks stupid jokes between songs. That was one of the coolest thing in SSX3, I have to say. Oh, yeah. I gotta <laughs> say that was kind of sounds like steep. Yeah, maybe. May, but uh, yeah, I don't know. He I just has, like the characters. Has a lot of problems. Like yeah, it has a lot of problems. Yeah, but SSX. it's it's like it kind of feels like SSX, but it's kind of a broken SSX in today's it, graphics. It feels more like Sean White snowboarding. If you ever played that game, which felt like SSX, but made by somebody who was blind. <laughs> <laughs> so SSX made by EA today. Great. Yes. Great. Yeah, the thing is, I want to play with all these characters that I have grown to love, you know, with all their different kind of special moves, like breakdancing on the snowboard and, and shit <laughs> like that. That's what I want. Yeah. Um, have you tried uh, the 2012 SSX? I'm not quite sure. I think the last one I played was on tour, probably, and that was a bit of a letdown. Um. The the 2012 one is okay. It you, you kind of lose a lot of the magic the old school games have, but it has a decent soundtrack. Mm. Uh, yeah, maybe I need to give it a go. I don't know. All right, uh, Grotus. Uh, well, yeah, Dead Space. I would like to see, uh, but more back to the horror roots. So basically, the first two and not the third. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm I can't you. really speak for the third as I haven't played it yet, but uh, as far as I've heard from it, it uh, third, it's Dead Space. You know, Dead Space, the mechanics don't work for an action shooter. Like, it doesn't work for fighting people. It works for fighting creatures. Yeah. And if the problem is, you fight a lot of human beings. That's... That's my quick review of Dead Space 3 without getting into the word fuck. <laughs> um, Alright, so what practices do you think that EA should have taken from how they operated during the previous eras to fix the current problems they have? Um, personally, there, there are some aspects of modern EA I don't hate. I don't hate the EA slash origin access concept where you... Similar to how, um, like, PlayStation Now subscription is, you sign up for it, you get, like, a certain amount of games a month, like, however many games is on the service, and sometimes they'll go away, sometimes they won't. And I see a lot more companies going into that model. Xbox has Game Pass, PlayStation has PS Now, EA has both EA slash Origin access. I understand the model, and I get it. That's fine. They need to look more at you know, a full game launch will actually get people to buy these DLCs, not just, hey, here's the game and it doesn't work and here's some microtransactions. Bad Company 2, all of its maps were free, I believe. Yeah. 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 
They had some they, expansion maps as well, I believe. And and then they had um, it was Vietnam, which was ten bucks. Yeah. The thing is, Bad Company Two was a full game. Like you you bought it, and it came with a story mode, and it came with a very well expanded online with good maps at launch. And then it added more content and some microtransactions, which were just like, hey, you get a skin for your character, and you get a different skin for a gun, and it's five bucks. You don't need it. But when you come out with a full game like that, like, you know, Burnout Paradise, that was a full game before, you know, Big Island DLC and all those. Yep. Those games, when they come full, that incentivizes people, hey, I got a lot out of this game. I want to spend 10 bucks or 20 bucks on downloadable content. I want to buy that next expansion. Mass Effect 2. I finished the game. I played 100 hours and then I bought the DLC because I liked the game. Yeah. When you give somebody a full experience, they want more of it. Not when you give them like, hey, here's this experience. Pay $60 in microtransactions to get maybe the character you want. That doesn't work anymore. That shouldn't work. That shouldn't have worked to begin with, but it somehow did. And EA bought hook, line, and sinker into it. In fact, um, UFC 3, the beta for that one that people have been getting into, they've seen the microtransactions are horrible in that. It's almost impressively bad. Oh. I I, I miss when... Hell, hell, UFC 2014, the, the first game I put out in this series didn't have microtransactions as bad as 2 did, and then as bad as 3 did with 2. It, it's absurd. They seem to be escalating them, it seems, with every new iteration of each game. I, I feel sorry for people excited for Anthem, because I can see it coming a mile away now. Oh yeah, oh, that game is I'm, going to be real. I'm pretty sure that's going to be bad. I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm fully expecting it to be bad, and I say this as a Destiny player who's been excited for anthem to come out because it sounds like the same concept and probably maybe even a step better but i I've, I've fallen for these games a few too many times also like like anthem destiny 2 and division i've fallen for both of those games but i i'm so worried for ea because there are a lot of franchises i love from them i mean dead space they kind of did the same thing with microtransactions also uh, Dead Space 3, you can actually buy crafting equipment. Yep. Which, um, that feels like a big fuck you. Like, it feels like we're just saying fuck you to the gamer. <laughs> and that was that was egregious back then. But now, looking back, it's not as absurd. It, it's absurd, but it's, like, it's still, you get what you're paying for. You're not paying for a box which might have what you want. Which... I didn't think we'd get to this point, but EA's kind of, they need to look back at the early 360 era and the PlayStation 2 and, like, you know, original Xbox era and realize what worked, what didn't. Yeah, I, I hope, guess so. Yeah. I hope they learned from that. Sorry for that tangent. But I think I'm actually of the same mind as you are. I, uh, I feel like EA right now is looking at at how they're going to milk the consumer and instead they should be looking at how they can i'm not going to say milk but more like expand the games yeah. that they're that they're bringing out like how, like how you said with mass effect 2 that i too also felt really great about that game and i got the dlc and everything and it was and it was a full experience without the dlc and oh, yeah. 
that's what encouraged me to going and get more. And I wanted actually more of that game. I wish they did more DLC. And that's the thing is like more expansions could mean that people could stay more in that particular title they got as long as they're reasonably priced and give like a decent yeah. amount of gameplay within them. But instead, they're they're just going for like small things, l- low effort stuff that will potentially yield a high return. And that's not what the consumer wants. And ultimately, that makes me feel that EA doesn't understand us as consumers, particularly as core gamers or even, you know, enthusiast casual gamers. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. I I think they, you know, I, I can't blame them. You know, a company, they're obviously hungry for money. It's the core thing of a company. But you get good PR when you do good things, which means you make more money in the long term. You know, a company that donates money to charity, it gets a lot of, gets a lot better PR than a company who like steals cats from children and shoots them right in front of them. <laughs> it's so <laughs> dark. <laughs> yeah, I decided to go. I, I was going to go a little lighter. I'm like, fill of the water. No, no, I'm, I'm going whole hog. To be uh, fair, that sounds like something <laughs> EA would do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. EA, EA would murder the cat in front of the kids and then pay him to get the court, or like, charge him to get the corpse, you know? <laughs> would you like to get a better casket for your cat? Open these loot boxes now. Five ninety nine for a chance. Oh God. Well, something else I would say that we already discussed, like previously, is the the thing with the soundtrack. That was a lot better in in the past for some reason, and I really would love to know what the problem is there, because I think it's just one yeah. person in the music department saying, "I like EDM. I don't care what anybody else likes." Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just can't remember back to a few games that I played that I, I I listened to the soundtrack to a lot of different kinds of, of, of music styles and I was intrigued and I wanted to look these things up. Nowadays, yeah. if I play games, I'm just like, yeah, okay, it's soundtrack, whatever. Standard stuff. I don't really care anymore. That's kind of weird. I mean, I, I think there are now like rare exceptions with um, uh, like... So, some games will get like a title track, like um, Super Mario Mario Odyssey. That one has like a, a big track that's been playing in all the trailers. That one people will remember because hey, it's in all the marketing and it's one song. Or like a Persona soundtrack, like those games they put in a lot of soundtrack there. EA, EA doesn't do that anymore. There's not a lot of scores where there's actually a theme or the soundtrack where there's anything good on it. I don't I don't get why they've decided to go down this route, but. Well, they put in all that effort into Persona because the whole soundtrack, all the songs are just, like, well, they're a part of the yeah. world. Plus, it you're going like to be listening to part of about the... 100 to 200 hours. I listen to it every day on my way to work and back. Like, I mean, EA soundtracks, so they used to be ones where you're like, man, I want that. I want to listen to all of these songs again. Because I've, like, even if you don't even like the game, a lot of the games from back then had great soundtracks. Yes, that's true. Low effort like, for high return. I mean, that you could garner that from uh, from the latest Need for Speed as well. It doesn't have a lot of cars, and that oh, means, because that means they have to license them. Compare that to the list of cars that they had in the Underground series. I mean, it's like it's pathetic right now. Hell, how? how uh, we're gonna get into that in a second here. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah, we yeah. Are. Um, but yeah, I, I think we'll um we'll we'll save the car talk for uh just just a little bit here. 
that's that question 13. But we're going to switch to the next one if that's okay for everybody. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Go on. All right. What do you think of the, uh, the James Bond era of EA games, which they released nine games from 1999 to 2005 within that uh, sort of sphere? And it's kind of impressive because they had a lot of great games. Um, yeah, they did. Like I, Fire, Agent oh, yeah. Fire. Everything or Nothing, which I'm very yeah. impartial to. Um, so some of these games also had two different versions, which um, the N64 and the PlayStation 1 version of uh, World is Not Enough are completely different games. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of absurd how EA did with those. They... The only one that didn't do really well, I think, was 007 Racing, but I mean, that, that kind of came kind of came out a little too late for racing games. That was like that. weird. <laughs> it, it was it was weird and kind of bad. Uh, and then they released um, like Agent Under Fire right afterwards, one year later, and that one sold gangbusters, I think. It was a good it experience sold, like, for a game for a James Bond game. I didn't play it a lot, but it was. I, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty cool for a James Bond game. And then uh, right after that one was 007 Nightfire, which it, it was pretty good. Although the PC version was actually made by Gearbox, the same people who made the Borderlands <laughs> games, which it is a completely different game. Uh, of course, it is. All, all the piece. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, can you imagine the same gearbox that later made such hits as Aliens, Colonial Marines? Oh yeah, which... the best game ever made. <laughs> that, that, yeah. game, that game Jesus. feels like a modern day EA game. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. That's the sad part. The game <laughs> only do Borderlands, I feel. They that's all they can do. Well, they they tried making Borderlands but a multiplayer shooter with um uh Battleborn and that game flopped oh, like it deserved me. to. Don't remind me of that. I bought that game on release. And it oh, was fun, my. It, oh, was... it was fun, too, but... Oh, God. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm so surprised that game sold copies. Uh, it was but... actually fun, but, yeah, well, it's not for right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. I'm getting off topic. My bad. Um, so, yeah, what, what do you guys think of the, uh, the 007 games under EA's sort of, like, their era? I have to be fair, I completely missed all of these. Somehow I was never into, uh, like, uh, James Bond 007. I I watched the movies very much, but I never played the games. Except uh, except GoldenEye with a friend on on the... What was it? Uh, Uh, N64. N64. That was, I think, the only thing that that I played because of the multiplayer was so great. But everything else completely passed by me, basically. That was, I I think... Nintendo was really smart for making that game. I'm just gonna say that they oh, yeah. that that sold consoles. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, but anybody else? No. I think we're pretty much done with uh, James Bond. No okay, that was that was, that was that was the quickest topic we had so far. Let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, call that quick. <laughs> I, I I call that one relatively quick compared to the other ones. Because we've been going on for about half hour, it seems. Yeah, I think. I mean, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, all right. If you could recommend a retro EA game to anyone with an open mind, 
what would it be and why should it be experienced? You can only pick one per person. This is tough because um, the game I want to recommend, it's not currently on anything that's easy to get a hold of and emulating it is less than ideal. But um, if you have uh, if you have an Xbox One right now, you can get the uh, the game Black, which was also made by Criterion. Um, you can get it on the uh, the Xbox One, and it runs, I think, at a two times higher resolution than it did on the original Xbox. So pick it up; it's ten bucks. You you waste ten dollars as it is anyways. Eating at McDonald's, skip a meal; it'll be good for you. <laughs> and it, it's one of the most interesting shooters from that era because the guns are very they're accurate to how they act in real life. And the gun fu- the gunplay is fun. It's absurd and it's fun. And it's only ten dollars. Just buy it. This All right, one uh, may not be uh doing EA any favors necessarily, but if you <laughs> want to experience possibly well, definitely the worst fighting game ever made, but possibly one of the best the worst the fu- worst games period ever made, go for Shaq Fu. <laughs> Well, well, Shaq Fu is just an absurd concept, though. It's it's great. I will tell you something, though. I mean, in its absurdity, it it burned for me and a lot of my friends back in the Super Nintendo era a lot of hours. And I mean a lot of hours. It's just hilarious how that game plays. It just made us, like, roll on the floor laughing all night long. It's just incredibly hilarious. It's it, it has... It's one of those things that you'd say it's so bad that it could be good if you're in the right frame of mind. Yeah. Oh man, I'm I'm trying to find there was um there was a fighting game. I don't know if it was from EA or whoever it was from, but it had like um Don King on it. I would recommend that one because it was just so absurd to see Don King's face again. <laughs> well, I um... Originally, I wanted to say uh, Dante's Inferno, but I just remembered something else that I would recommend a bit more because it's more obscure, I guess. Um, I w- uh, if you like at least metal music or so or rock music, Brutal Legend is actually pretty cool. Oh yeah, it's that's um game. yes, it is. Oh really? That's that's the weird part. I just figured that out. Um, you basically play as well. Jack Black, basically, it's it's a character <laughs> voiced by him, and you drive through a fantasy world. Um, you meet some interesting characters, uh, Ozzy Osbourne, Lemmy Kilmister, and you, you there's a, a really cool metal soundtrack of a uh, huge variety of bands, and it's it's kind of fun. It's like a hack and slash game. There's some driving and strategy elements as well, but the hack and slash uh, part is probably the biggest thing. And it's a really cool. It's really cool. It's voice voice acting is done very well. It's it's a funny and quirky game. Oh, nice. and uh, I was wrong. Don King presents Prize Fighter was published by Two K Sports, but it really did feel like fight night games. So um, yeah, my bad. I'd probably say Road Rash. Oh, that's Ooh. the one with the motorcycles. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I love that. It's not the game that's for PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredibly super broken. Yes. Uh, Yeah. I love uh, that game. It's amazing. Yeah, Road Rash 3D. 
It's so broken, it's yeah. fantastic. You can even drive through walls in it. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, that game had a licensed music from such bands as Sugar Ray and Kid Rock. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah. In just fact, you can make something that. invisible in it and they just fly all the way to the right without any kind of reason whatsoever. That's how beautiful that game is. That game's amazing. It's made perfectly. They're actually working on a um, sort of spiritual successor to it called Road Redemption. Yeah, that, that game sucks. Yeah, it looks pretty bad. Yeah, it sucks. I tried it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, hang on. It's coming to Wii U? Don't buy it. <laughs> yeah, then it must yeah. be pretty bad. <laughs> what am I missing? I thought the Wii U was dead. It, it is. is. Oh, yeah, it is as well. <laughs> But hey, you're already halfway through developing it, may as well. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Why quit now? Oh, man. For me, I'd recommend uh, Lord of the Rings Return of the King, because that's a great co-op experience. Yeah, that was a good game. Yeah. A bit short, but, uh, you know, the single player and co-op uh, is... Very different, I'd say. So uh, it has a lot of uh, replayability. Yeah, it does. It has a lot of uh, fun cheat codes you can unlock at the end of the game. Of course you cheat. You sound yeah. like Martin. <laughs> well, here, yeah, Mart- Martin's in the shower with the hole. Hopefully he fell. <laughs> the hole's not that big. <laughs> he looks... I know you hate the guy, but that's really me. <laughs> hang on, hang on. That hole isn't that big for that purpose. I'm just, just saying. No, I mean, I just hope he slips and falls. <laughs> okay. All right. For context for audio listeners, uh, in the chat, he just said, I shaved my pubes. I can Beautiful. only imagine it took him over an hour because uh, something was matted. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, um, all right. The next question, or yep, sure, okay, all right. So EA has been known for about the last twenty-seven plus years that uh, they've had a massive sports division. What would you say is the the sports game that they made that you're the most fond of? Like, you can do any year, any game, whichever one. I'm gonna skip this one because uh, I'm not a fan of sports games other than racing games and. EA Sports is kind of separate, so. Well, the thing is, for me, um, I, I'll talk about the, the like the the real sports games because technically, I yeah. think as a six might be was as a six uh, under EA Sports. I'm not quite sure. I, actually. I, I will quickly fact check this. Give me one second. Here. But I, I didn't want to talk about that anyway because from the big series that they have, I think they have like Madden, NHL, FIFA. Am I missing something? That is like the big um, three they have, right? It's a uh, FIFA. NHL isn't really as big, but Madden. yeah, even uh, Madden. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yes, SSX was a part of EA Sports Line, so I can't say something. I like the oh. earlier games. Not a fan of the last one. All right. Um, the thing is, for me, um, football in Switzerland is, for me, it's meh. Uh, we don't really have football here, so the only big thing here, in my opinion, was always uh, hockey. Or hockey, um, yeah. and therefore I played Anagel. I think like 
NHL 2000 and maybe one before and after it. But then yeah. I pretty much grew out of sports games and they started to bore me. So they I, back then they were pretty fun. You, yeah. they, they had like fight scenes in, in, in the <laughs> game. So you could beat the shit out of other players. That was pretty fun, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just toss the gloves down and then you get health yeah. bars on top of them and you can yes. start. It was like, a, like getting into a fighting game all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fun. Also, sure, I always... I used to um, like crank up uh, certain parameters for the season that I played. I cranked oh, up no. like no penalties and a maximum injury, so I would just go around and smack into people, try to injure as much people as I could. <laughs> it was pretty brutal. Yeah, that's that's um, what I did in that game as well. <laughs> by, by the way, um, something I, think I did realize. Uh, really quickly to get off on a different tangent. Um, the the man who uh, I, I say ruined Microsoft also worked for EA um, prior to there. joining Microsoft. Don Matrick, yeah. Uh, I hope he gets in a car crash. Anyways, oh sorry. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so where, where was I at with this? Um, anybody else have any? I'd probably EA say sports? for me it was probably triple play, but that goes under the EA Sports uh, yeah. thing as well. So I'd probably say MVP baseball. Look at that. Because I've, I've played baseball my whole life, so that's probably the only reason for it. Anybody else? No, not I'm not really a big uh, sports fan, like as a gaming sports fan. I mean, it's like yeah. I, I I never got into like the Fifas and NBAs and stuff, but I do have to say, like the 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 older, the much older era of sports games were more fun because they didn't feel like simulators. Yeah. Compared to now, where they're just slowly like for the FIFA from uh, I don't know Super Nintendo or PlayStation One era, it's just like, it the, the more... kind of over the top and exactly like... yeah, it felt yeah. more like a game. Now it just feels like they're all trying to just you know simulate playing uh, football instead of trying to you know change a little bit football into more of a gaming kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. I would say if you really want to experience what sports games felt like, you have to go like way back. And definitely Tecmo EA Bowl. shined at the time. Tecmo Bowl Show. was the best, though. Which one? Tecmo Bowl. Tecmo Bowl. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's the best top-down football game ever made. And it was made on, I think, the SNES. Never played it. Yeah, give it a shot. It's uh, pretty easy to emulate, that one. There, there are some SNES games that don't emulate well, but it was pretty good. All right. All right. So the uh, the next question: What is your favorite shooter game from old school EA, and why? Um, I'm I'm gonna cheat here, and I'm gonna say two games: uh, Bad Company One and Bad Company Two. They took Bad Company Two. Like Bad Company One and Two, though they took the you know Battlefield I'd already played before years ago. Battlefield Two was for a little while there my most played PC game. Um, and and I liked those games. The problem is I was a little bit worried when they announced they were making a console version because I I kind of avoided the um, like it was Battlefield 2 Modern Combat because it looked like ass. So I, I was nervous and excited though when I saw the story trailers and all the um the ones where they made fun of like Metal Gear Solid and the Gears of War trailer and all that, which are great. Um and I, I was nervous, but when the first one came out, it 
it quelled my uh, my issue, my worry. You know, they they transferred Battlefield onto a smaller control set and made a better game out of it. I mean, Bad Company Two was just a fun time all around. Going out of uh, personal anecdotes, I would definitely say that I've had a lot of fun at LAN parties playing Battlefield 1942. Fuck oh, yeah. yeah. That, that is was a good time. Good. That was a good time. But if I'm going to say, if I'm going to recommend a single, like, more retro first-person shooter, I would say System Shock 2. Oh, yeah, that was published by EA. Holy it was damn. published by EA, actually, yeah. And it still got really, really good reviews. It just didn't sell very well. So, naturally, it Never came back. Yeah, System Shock is actually coming back. It is? Yeah, there's yeah, a we'll, new we'll game. Hold the phone here. Well. When did this happen? Um, it was uh, revealed in the last E3, I think. Yeah. Um, System Shock 2018, which is just titled System Shock, yeah. is a remake of the 1994 one, but they're going to kind of avoid the bad things that game did, which is... Um, a lot of issues mechanically. Uh, they're going for a remake then. Oh, interesting. Pretty much. It's yeah. it's coming to pretty much everything except for the Switch and of course the Wii U. Um it should come for the Switch. <laughs> everything should come to I, the Switch. I, I would personally I would not mind playing that game on the Switch. Because you you know touch controls, if they're going to have the same user interface as System Shock One. I, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Thinking about it now, that actually would be a great thing because of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah they're making a new one um, Night Dive Studios is the publisher for it hmm they uh development yeah. well that you mentioned uh, Battlefield 1942 I really have to go with that now it's yeah. so freaking good I just remember as well land parties there was that one special map uh, I think it was called Battle of Britain where you yes. had um, like that a, a huge a ocean yeah. in the middle and then two sides with aircrafts. And the Germans had these huge bombers, which you could, like, four or five players could get into that bomber. And everyone had a turret of its own to fire at the enemies. That was really fucking great. And, and then, the person like, who the... were driving it couldn't drive and they crashed and boom, five people. <laughs> <laughs> that was the other problem. Or suddenly some guy jumps off and what the hell? Who just jumped off? Oh, it was the pilot. Great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we had some great dogfights over the, the, uh, the, the ocean there. It was really, really great. Also, we did a lot of stupid things like uh, trying to launch ourselves the furthest with a pack of TNT and a little car. Oh, that was, yes. That shit. was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say the same game, Battlefield 1942. Definitely the best one. Uh, well, not for if you play by yourself, but if you play with friends, that's the best game. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. So as much as we've been praising the, the prior EA administrations, as I like to call them, they weren't entirely good over the uh, the last few generations. Uh, what are some blunders you guys thought they uh, they pulled that were bad ideas even back then? Is it easier um, to just say a good idea? Well, uh, bad idea. This is the bad ideas that they pulled. Yeah, but but I mean, there's, there's so many. Got to be easier to find a good idea to say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fair fair point. Um, I'm gonna say the. Um, and admittedly, it wasn't just EA, but they did 
do this for most of uh, the uh, online classes here for a second um since yes. we're jumping into a new topic i'm going to bounce once again i have to go check out a friend's stream so right. yeah i was um, like zero uh pleasure talking to you all again oh uh mention your social media and youtube uh yeah i'm on youtube as akibana zero and uh also on twitter at akibana zero all right well, hey it was good having you okay. see you later, chat, guys take care yep see you later all right so um back to what i was saying the uh the online pass concept they were not the first ones to do it but they were the most pervasive ones to do it they they seriously kind of went to that point where all of their games were just getting scalped for the online passes and resold. Um, yeah, it, it hurt them the most because the other companies that did it, I think um, 2, 2K did some and a few others, but... And they were... did as well with Rage. Yeah, which that game wasn't good enough for that kind of pass. Um, yeah, it, it hurt a lot of people. And... It really, it just hurt the consumer in the long term. So that is one thing I'm glad they stopped doing, but they went to something worse later on. Well, something that EA was doing back then and is still doing right now, sadly, is buying studios, game series, and then failing to do anything with them and then closing said games uh, studio a few years later. Yeah, first they ruin a franchise, then they close the studio. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. I have a list here of all studio or uh, a pretty good list with okay. the most studios. There's Maxis. Okay, um, no, rapid fire of them, rapid fire of them. Just like, okay, Maxis, Mythic yeah. Entertainment, Bullfrog Productions, Origin Systems, Westwood Studios, DreamWorks Interactive, Phenomic, Black Box Games, Pandemic, Playfish, and NUFX. That's the list I have here. And most of these uh, produce great games. I mean, Westwood Studios with the Command & Conquer series. I mean, come on. Why did it, did it have to die? Why? EA is money hungry. <sighs> Indeed they are. Indeed they are. Yeah. All right. Um, anybody else? No, I think every the things I was talking thinking about got covered. Yep. All right. Um, okay. So, what is your least favorite EA game or franchise in the past? And I I'll allow two two answers to this one, like one for game and then one for franchise. Um. Okay. So, what little franchise you can say that Spore has with Spore and Dark Spore? Um, Kind of hate how they ruined those. Mm. Spore uh, was a great concept. Uh, Spore is such a good concept. But... Yeah. Well, <laughs> the only poorer execution would be a, uh, a botched lethal injection, let's be fair. <laughs> um, worst game. That, that's a tough one there. Um, hmm. Trying to think. I would probably say... Um, the little in-between Burnout game on the PSP was like Burnout Dominator. I hate that game. It runs like ass, and it's so poorly designed. But uh, I'll, I'll let everybody else go. So, Least favorite EA game would probably be Army of Two 40th Day. I never really oh. liked that game. All that uh, much. What about the other one? Um... The first one was fun. 
No, no, there was um Army of Two. I'm trying to find it here. The Devil's Cartel. Did you play that one? Uh, no, oh. I didn't even know there was a third one. Oh no, that one's worse. Yeah, <laughs> that's really. that's dog shit. Hmm. Yeah, it was the last game developed by Visceral Montreal. Oh really? Yep. And nobody was complaining because that one was kind of ass. Yeah. Yeah, I think least favorite game, as much as it pains me, I'm only going to mention things I played because otherwise I could just put all the FIFAs and NFL things on here because yeah. I never care for those. But yeah, I would go, have to go with Spore because, again, the concept was so intriguing and the like the first two stages of that game, uh, like the cell stage and the creature stage were interesting and then each consecutive stage got less <laughs> less good. It, it oh. was always less relevant what you did. And in the end, at the space stage, you could you could still have the designer for your spaceship, but it didn't matter what you do. You could just yeah. like put in a block and that was your spaceship because it do- didn't matter what parts you used. That was kind of sad. It was really disappointing. But yeah. And least favorite series? Hmm. That's kind of hard, actually. Um, I would say The Sims, because I never got why people would play these games. Oh, oh hang on. I, I can explain to you really fast why people got into those games. I, I know that you can drown people in a swimming pool if you remove the ladder. And I think that's the. I played, oh. I think, one of the first games, and that's the thing I did. And. Nothing else have, has compelled me to play them ever again. There are three three kinds of people that love playing The Sims games. Parents, um, people who like to play God and trap people in bathrooms by removing the door on the toilet. Um, <laughs> or a person who removes the ladder and just watches you. But the thing is, if you want to play God, you, could, um, if you want to play God, you can play black and white and that is the better experience in my this opinion. Is, this, is, well, this is more like playing God on small scale. Like, this is God oh, okay. like, I'm actually going to look into this family. Oh, God, I hate this family. I'm going to kill this family. <laughs> so, parrots like to play these. So, Relox, when you start your Let's Play series on Sims? Never. Alright. Fuck <laughs> that shit. Shadow, Shadow, Shadow. I'll tell you the goal of the game. The All goal right. of the game is to create a family that has a way, way, way better life than yourself, so you get depressed and kill yourself. Oh, That's nice. the goal of Sims. That's is, lovely. Is this, is so this, this is a game we should long? recommend for Martin. <laughs> of course. Martin probably owns all the Sims games already. <laughs> but uh, I spent a lot of time with the first one on GameCube, which is definitely not the same as the PC first version, but uh, they're fun games. They're they're not the worst games EA makes, but I could understand why people wouldn't like them. I actually like The Sims, but uh, I can get the Shadows points. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying he's wrong. I I kind of agree with them sometimes. It's like, <laughs> man, I fucking hate this game. Been four hours later, man, I fucking love this game. Also, wasn't there a shit ton of DLC for these games? Yeah, yeah. expansions. You, you you should always wait for complete version. Yeah, because I saw like, oh yeah, here's a pack with five new furniture things. Like, what? Do you really buy these things? <laughs> really? The, the people that get really into it, they buy all of those things. Holy just, hell. They, they do. Yeah. I mean, hell, if I load up Origin just for the, the latest game alone, I mean, it's going to be a nightmare. Crazy. All right. Um. All right. So, 
what are your guys' thoughts on the Dead Space brand? And what I'll say is, um, I used to really love the Dead Space brand. I didn't think they could do anything wrong. One and two were great. Yeah, and that's all I need to say. And then EA does what EA does. The third one! And ruin it. The EA signature. Like, I I don't get how they fucked it up. So, like, all the people that were shitting on 2 when it first came out, 2 was a weird, a a bit of a tonal change, admittedly, because it was a little bit more action than it was. Yeah. But I, I feel like EA games have this problem with the first one being more about a different element, like, um, uh, like Mass Effect 1, right? Yeah. Mass Effect 1 is more about the RPG than it is the shooting. And then yeah. Mass Effect 2 kind of had this sort of solid ground of middle, you know? Great shooting, great RPG stuff. And then the third game, which, uh, they seem to go a little bit more on the action, it seems. Uh, yeah, Dead, Dead Space 3, just the universal yeah. ammo shit alone blew my mind. Yeah, that's sad. Just the that's thing, with, when you played co-op on Dead Space 3, like, you couldn't, like, one could, like, go for, like, being the support guy, and you'd just be invincible. You can't die. Like, yeah. there's, there's no difficulty in that game if you play with two people, and one just goes for, like, staying, keeping the other guys alive, or yeah. the other guy alive. Because you, you're, like, literally unkillable. I, I don't I don't mind the concept of co-op in a horror game. It could work with a well-designed game that actually fucks with both players. Like it yes. shows something completely different. But yeah, like Dead Space 3 I I, I liked one thing about the, uh, the the co-op thing is that the character doesn't show up a lot in the story. He's in the story, but doesn't show up a lot if you don't play co-op. Hmm. The problem is also then you lose out on a bit of story. Because the game is designed around the co-op. Yeah. Well, if you you can make great like horror co-op games, but like you yeah. can't do it like they Cry, did right Cry there. Of, Cry of Fear is co-op, right? Yeah, it's yeah. that's it's a it's a mod, ain't it though? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, but, it's still pretty I, horrifying. I gotta, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I gotta say another game that's called Stay Close. Me and Martin played it uh, a yeah. couple of weeks ago, and that's a great co-op game as well. And it's a horror game. But EA went a little too far with everything, especially the microtransactions of that game, which I mentioned earlier. You could pay to get crafting equipment, to get either universal ammo or mods for weapons, which they had a full-on modding system in Dead Space 3. I don't... We, we didn't need that. We just needed, hey, look at 1 and 2. You could have set it on Earth and have horrifying shit happen on Earth. But yeah. they didn't. Like, yeah, there's an I entire mean, Earth section in that game, and then you're on a spaceship, and you're on an icy planet. Yeah, I don't know. I I know that I loved uh, Dead Space 1 the most, because I, I played through that game, I think, like three times. Like, one yeah. normal mode, and then one uh, plasma cutter only, which oh, was one God. of the stupid achievements, but I did it. And then one of the hardest difficulty, which was excruciatingly painful but you felt like you achieved something and because of the ammo scarcity it was such a horrific time to play you know you always knew uh, like one more monster i'm gonna run out of ammo and then what i'm gonna do i i have no idea and then in this space three it's like yeah i'm just i just shoot things whatever (laughs) 
De- like, like no Dead challenge. Space 2, I, I, the thing I loved about Dead Space 2 is it felt like there was a world around you and a whole bunch of horrifying things happened here and you're the cleanup crew. Yeah, it was okay. It was not bad. It was not as good as 1, in my opinion, but it was not bad. Uh, but it, 3, on the other hand, was no. Just no. I, I, I love the concept, though. Uh, although, admittedly, kid sections where it's like, oh, hey, I love my body part me and all that. I'm like, okay, yeah. Uh, but you know it was it was an interesting concept to see this this big cityscape that's just like a space station ravaged to all hell and then dead space 3 gives us a little bit of city fighting on earth with humans and spaceship and a nice planet and that's it that's all you get it's weird but guys ice planets are really scary Ooh, <laughs> and, and then frostbite. Oh no! And then the, the DLC oh, they also the engine. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and then the actual ending is locked behind DLC, a la Dead Space Four. If we want, well, not nah, Dead Space Four, nah, Dead Rising Four. Want to cover modern equivalents? The actual ending is locked behind a two-part DLC for uh, Dead Rising Three. Oh, that's Dad, 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 yeah, Dead Space. Oh, they actually went that route as well. Nice, typical EA. Yeah, yeah, typical. Why EA. am I not surprised? <laughs> they didn't go full on Azura's wrath about it. They were, they were close. Yeah. Hey, that game's awesome. Man, hey, uh, it's Martin. No, Martin. One second. Hi. Hey, hey uh, how do you feel about the Dead Space brand? Fast, come on. Uh, Dead Space in general? You mean? Well, yes. Uh. One is awesome, two was great, three is okay, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay, Mark. All right, mute your mic. Okay, he's gone. All right. <laughs> hey! Uh, hey! Yes. Any muted his mic again. Okay. All right. Um, are, who, who was, was talking? Okay, uh, where were we at? I think we basically think finished we up 14. Uh, number 12. Okay, I mean, I didn't know if everybody got their... I answer some of that one. We all just agree that three is the worst. Yes. Yes. Okay. Without even right. playing it, Th- three is bad. <laughs> um. All right. So to uh to question number thirteen here, what are your thoughts on the quality of racing games such as Need for Speed and Burnout back then compared to how they are now? Although admittedly, Burnout is dead now. Uh, and comparing specifically to games like Need for Speed Payback, which um, oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, um, Need for Speed, you know, even the weakest ones, like, uh, I think Carbon, Carbon not, Carbon didn't sell well, did it? I don't think it did, no. Um, it's all less spoken about, at least. But even with all the problems that ones like Carbon had, they aren't as bad as, you know, Payback, which, dead on arrival? I, I haven't... I haven't heard of anybody buying it. That's the thing. Like, The Run. I, I, I know people that bought it. I know people that still love The Run and all that. Um, Shift and Shift 2. Hot Pursuit 2010. All of those games sold way better than the new one. The new one hasn't gotten any love. Yeah, it was. I think most people called it quite mediocre at best. I don't know what it's been, especially this generation. Like, you had Rivals, you had uh, 2015, which flopped hard. Uh, then Payback, which 
nobody nobody's talking about. There's so there's only half of the cars there was in 2015's launch, I think. Even less than that. Oh God. And it's almost sad because you know this ser- the series is great. You know, you have to think about it like this: 2002, they launched Hot Pursuit 2, one of greatest racing games. And then you had Underground 1 and 2, you had Most Wanted, like within about a two or three year span of each other. Yeah, and they all did great. Like, what happened to the series? Yay. I. It the doesn't. Curse it looks, of yeah, happened. I'm yeah. trying to think about something to retort with that. Like, oh, maybe. No. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, boy. I, I mean, like, you know, there, there are so many, even like Need for Speed Most Wanted 2012, which, you know, Criterion Games made a really solid game with that. And then suddenly when it shifts to next gen, PS4 and Xbox One, it just eats shit. What happened? Yeah, what I read is that the newest game, the upgrade system is like really, really bad. I've heard it's really grindy. Yeah, exactly. That you, especially if you, I think you can like uh, have different drivers and you want to give a driver a new car. It's basically you start over completely new again and you need to grind from the start again, which is super retarded. It sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like really, really grindy and boring for what should be an, a fun and exciting arcade racer. You know? Yeah, because yeah, because a racing game you shouldn't have that kind of grind. I mean, I understand it. I I, I played um, what was it, Gran Turismo back in the PS2 days, and that was a more realistic game where you grinded a bit more to get these like really expensive cars and really expensive upgrades. But then again, if you played Need for Speed, you just popped it in and just you just went and drove and and just had fun. And that upgrade system doesn't sound like fun to me. I I was I was nervous because I but admittedly the footage of it didn't look bad from like E3. I I was impressed. I thought it looked pretty interesting. I I was planning on picking it up later on, you know. But I I just looking at it now I. It's, you know, say what you will about, like, the Forza Horizon games, how they come out, like, every two years, but they aren't anywhere near of the same, like, problem level as the current Need for Speed set. You know, they handle open worlds so well. They handle, you know, the world around them, the music. There's, like, 17 stations in the newest one, I think, something like that. And then EA is like over here fucking up their own racing series they've had since. What year did the first one come out? The original? Uh, 94. They've had this series since 1994 and they're fucking it up so hard. It's not even funny. Yeah, it's quite sad. I mean, I never really played much racing games, but I enjoyed the occasional, especially like Underground and also Burnout. But yeah, it's still sad to see them fucking up something like that. Yeah. It, it, it's like watching a family friend beating himself with a crowbar. <laughs> exactly. Or something like that, at least. <laughs> something close. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm so 
disappointed in EA though. I I I don't want you know, like I don't want Rivals or New Need for Speed games or anything like that to be bad. I want them to be good, but they they fuck it up in just every possible way. Yeah, like yeah. they have no Toyotas in uh, Need for Speed. <laughs> oh my! There's no Toyotas. No, none at all. <laughs> nope. No, no. Oh Jesus! No. No. How does that, that even like, work? That was like, that, it's like Jesus it's not even a downgrade. Them too. It's not even a downgrade from the era before that. It's just uh, it's a it's just from Need for Speed 15 game. Yes, the 2015 game had Toyota. That had the initial decor. I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. And then and then payback comes out, and it's just like, oh, oh my god, how do you fuck up something like that simple? Yeah. <laughs> Like, okay, the, the the two big racing like Forza Seven and uh, GT Sport both have Toyotas. How do you fuck that up? I don't know. I, I'm almost impressed. Um. Okay. Uh. Anybody else have any thoughts? I'm sorry, I went off on a tangent. No. Yeah. You you probably pretty much covered every fucking fault with. The Need for Speed today and how how it was before. Yeah, definitely. All right. Okay, so what what do you guys think was uh, EA's most defining era on the console market outside of the current massive fuck up they've been doing this generation, like stuff before the current generation? Mm. It's actually quite hard to say because. The, the the time when I bought like the most EA games was probably around when Assassin's Three yeah. was out, but it's hard to say what they did like if they did something especially right back then. I know I also bought like uh, the Lord of the Rings games, a lot of those. I mean, Battle for Middle Earth and uh, the Two Towers and the Return of the King one. Somehow they just they just made games that were just exactly what we wanted back then for some reason and now they don't do it anymore it's really hard to define what they did yeah i'd probably pretty much more say that they saw the games from a gamer's perspective instead of a company head's perspective yeah yeah i mean i'd have to say like you know they they hit it out of a park with different series you you had medal of honor which medal of honor was insanely big before cod i mean it because of EA, actually, that's the reason that Call of Duty exists. So, yeah, they they started some shit. A couple of company members left, started a new company, and hey, there's Call of Duty. Um, so you know, you had stuff like uh, you know, that you had the Need for Speed games. You had Madden. That Madden, especially during the like PlayStation One to Two era, was pretty great. Yeah, it was a good game. And then you had uh, you had Burnout. You had uh. Like the Star, the original, like I'm not. Uh, they didn't do Star Wars at the time. I'm thinking completely different. Uh, but yeah, you had SSX, and then you know you also have the Sims and Sim City stuff like that, and you know Command and Conquer, and you had all these franchises. They were known for those franchises, and it it feels weird seeing them just consist of now. Hey, it's Titanfall. Hey, it's Madden. Like it, I love Titanfall. Don't get me wrong, but. A lot of the games that they had that were big back then aren't around anymore. And I do think that 
I guess you'd say the era where they had all of those games coming in, like, um, you know, like Command and Conquer, like, you know, Need for Speed, doing gangbusters. I think that helped them a lot. I think if it wasn't for Plants vs. Zombies and Pagel taking off the way they did, though, I don't think EA would be doing the kind of things they're doing now. Hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, Pagel is fun, especially, uh, you know, you get drunk, you play Pagel, and you get really pissed when you uh, don't hit it in the right thing. You, uh, you know, you, you have fun with that, but it's it was so casual and so simple of a game, and it I mean, the first Pagel sold millions. Same with Plants vs. Zombies. I don't think that was, um, I don't think that was good for EA. Maybe it got all to their head. That could be. <laughs> I would say so. Because you essentially have a virtual pachinko machine that people would pay. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, it's not even kind of the pachinko machines. We, we don't have that kind of time. Whew. Um... But, you know, they, they had such a good small game that took off for them. And then Plants vs. Zombies took off. So... Zombies was really popular for game. Like, the first Plants vs. Zombies sold in the likes of which that not a lot of games will ever see in their entire, like, their entire company, like game studios. They'll never see that kind of money. Um, But, yeah, I, I think... I think EA... They're trying to get back to the good old days, and it's never going to work for them the way they're doing now. Yeah, I think so. Sadly, but I think you're you're pretty right there. I mean, they had to would have to change their like their perspective so radically right now. It was, and it, that's quite hard because they would have to admit that what they did in the last few years was actually pretty bad, and it's hard sure. to admit something like that. Not not a lot of companies are willing to admit uh, we screwed the pooch. Yeah, that's that's a hard thing to do. So yeah. But I yeah you know, I I have I have mild hope for EA for for all the for all the bad things they do they they at least do something neat or interesting with some things. I, again, I mentioned like the EA and Origin Access. I think it's a neat concept. I I wish they'd do something similar with their older games. Or, or include them in there. Hmm. I mean, hell, how many how many of the old games, like the old Need for Speed games, they've released on PC? They could put that on Origin Access. Um, there are so many, like, there's only, only the uh, 2015 Need for Speed game on here. Uh, I think I don't think they will add the other games because of you know license uh, with the music. Music, yeah. Well, they still yeah. sell them on their um, on their website, on their uh, yeah, the store here. Oh, okay. Because I think the license uh, works differently digitally uh, yeah. than it does, you know, if it's a printed copy. They just they don't advertise it as much as they do because they want to sell the later games. Because you can buy a Need for Speed Shift 2, Need for Speed Undercover on Origin. No. <laughs> I don't blame you. Well, as I said, I'm not a big racing guy, so... Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I, I genuinely think that, um, that era for EA was great. Yeah, if they only could just go, you know, way back, have a time machine, go back and just <laughs> do it better after, after that time, obviously. Well, 
Around the time they got rid of Don Matrick, they were doing good, and then he went to uh, to Microsoft and ruined everything. I hope he gets in a crash. Um, <laughs> still, still hoping, still hoping, every single day. But he uh, he works for Zynga now. Actually, no way, he quit. Never. Okay, he doesn't work for any company now. I hope he's working in a Seven Eleven, getting shot by a homeless man. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, all right. Anybody else? No, really. I uh, I got I got a note that I'm going a little not enough, not harsh enough. Sorry, Ren. Um, okay. So to uh to number fifteen here, did you play VEA's The Godfather game, and what were your thoughts on it compared to other open world games of the time? Yes, that was I. <laughs> Also, good game. And, and also, hello, Martin. Hi. There's <laughs> uh, something Martin appears. Um, but, but yeah, uh, the Godfather game was great. I loved it, and I really, really wish they had made a sequel that was good. The sequel had some, I think it had some issues, like technically, that kind of stopped it from being good. But it reminded me of uh, the first Mafia game, if anybody ever played that. I haven't actually played any of the Mafia games. I don't. I own Mafia Two. I think it is for PlayStation Three. Never actually uh, played it. I would say get get a hold of the first one, play that one if you can, because there's a couple things that happened in two that will definitely not make any sense. But um, yeah, you know, Godfather. You actually you felt like a Godfather. You had to go and do the dirty work sometimes, but you know, it had a, it had a story also, and a story that. It was a lot better than the third film. <laughs> Especially if you've seen Godfather Part 3, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I Actually, I like the first one. It's literally just like the movie, but uh, yeah. they, they, they put in like a custom character. They, <laughs> they did it to... I, I can't remember if they did it to where it was like... It, like the characters that you made look similar to the ones that were seen around the film. No, it's just uh, the one you made was like you could you could customize your own, uh, but you would go around and uh, do uh, do dirty work basically and do things that happen over the course of the plot of the movie. So yeah, yeah. yeah so it's like it wrote it in a bit, you know. Now, the true question is though, what if they decided to make a remake of that with uh, the Godfather Online, where it's basically GTA Online, but in the Godfather of the video game. Would it have the same uh, awful micro uh, microtransactions than the uh, GTA Online? <laughs> do, do I have to answer that one? It's EA. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it'll have even more. God damn it. Yeah, you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna have to pay uh, you know, a shard card. So, you know. No, I'm not gonna <laughs> think about this. this is, you're no. gonna have to spend $100,000 to get one character. Oh, get the last name Corleone unlockable. Oh God, the Godfather yeah. online, only unlockable. You can't get any of the, uh, the original character models. Don't don't expect it. Now you're you're paying for the name, name alone. God damn it! <laughs> I can ruin anything, can't I? Do yeah, don't give me any ideas. Don't give me any ideas. Hopefully, somebody over there is already thinking. Hmm, how can I actually get this to work? <laughs> <laughs> Michael Corleone, Michael Transaction. 
Well, um, I have to say for the Godfather games, I sadly never played them. But uh, if they're as good as you guys tell me, then they're definitely on my to-do list. I think... Okay, I can't remember if it came out on... Um, it, it's weird to say it was like last gen as in the original uh, Xbox and uh, PS2. I don't remember if it came out there, but I know it was on the 360 and uh, PS3, I think. Hmm. Let me look into this. Um, but yeah, I continue, guys. But yeah, it's, so they're just basically open world games, uh, just so, so I can get a clear picture, you know? Yeah, they, they were basically um, pretty much you could say like um, like Grand Theft Auto, but set in the world of the Godfather. If that makes sense. All right. Yeah, it was it was pretty great. Yeah, I think I have to put these onto my to do list. And uh, yeah, it did come out on the uh, the PS2, the original Xbox. It came out on Windows. Oh, oh okay. Um, yeah, PS. Holy shit, the PSP. <laughs> oh god. And uh, Al Pacino decided to. Uh, he was absent in both likeness and voice of the uh, the game, choosing to lend his image and said to Scarface, "The world is yours," which, um, as far as I remember, didn't do very well. Interesting. <laughs> And also only came out on last gen for some reason, except for the Wii. That's weird. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I'm gonna pick, s- pick up the PC or V360 or PS3 versions. Don't pick up the Wii. <laughs> yep, got it, got it. <laughs> I don't have a Wii, so... <laughs> oh, I, 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 I still one. do. I'll not run into that problem, so that's nice. Slightly slide the Wii on the ground. Oh yeah, the only problem with uh, getting the PS3 version though is it has, uh, I think, four six-axis motion abilities. So yeah, just just get the 360 version or a PC version. Yeah, yeah. Little pro tip: you can find the 360 version probably at like your local GameStop for about two dollars. Is 2006. All right. Um. Yeah, all right. Uh, let's see. Anybody else uh, play? No, I never played it. I used to watch my brother play through it. So I haven't actually played it either. <laughs> all right. Uh, nobody? Nobody. All right. Well, uh, we are leading into our final question here to finish off this podcast. The if you guys one. were... Yeah. This, is, this has been a very fast podcast. Yeah. Uh, the, the last one I was on for uh, the Defenders was like two hours, I think. Oh uh, well, we're coming up to almost two hours soon, aren't we? One and a half. All almost. right. That's surprisingly fast for us. Yes. Pretty quick. You All think right. it's two hours? I mean, the real one hour. One hour thirty-four. The, the call started half an hour before the actual podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. To, uh, to finish this off, though, if you guys were the head of EA. Where- Citing the problems and trying to fix the company. That's easy. You just realize your mistakes and declare bankruptcy. <laughs> I, no, I, no, I would. No. Uh, I got oh. a better idea. I got a better idea. Uh, all of us, we should. Uh, we we should go to America, right? Okay. I am in America. All, all of us that start America, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we should uh, hire tanks. We should drive them off to the headquarters of EA. <laughs> 
<laughs> we should declare Independence Day. Yeah. First, why, first, why, why would you do that if you're the owner of it? Yeah, I think you misunderstood the question. Yeah, I, that was another guest appearance for Martin, as you can. Anyways, Martin is not a very bright person. I got hit anyway. by a truck when I was a kid. That explains the only thing that happened when you were hit, Martin. Are you sure you weren't dropped a couple of times as well? No, he's probably thrown. I don't think Randall unmuted himself for this, but he just asked if uh, Martin was playing Grand Theft Auto in real life with this current situation. <laughs> and the answer is yes. Probably. Um, <laughs> okay. If I, if I was the head of EA and I had those tanks that Martin was talking about, I'd first go and I'd blow up Activision just because, hey, you know, may as well save yourself some competitors. Uh, <laughs> no, um, if I was EA, I would look more towards what what everybody else is doing. I mean, you know, Activision, they're not great, but for all of the problems they have, I can still say their games are enjoyable. I can I can actually enjoy the newest COD, right? I I can't enjoy Battlefront 2 because I'm grinding to get the shit that I want. Yeah, you know, I'm spending four hours to grind for the credits to get like Luke or Leia or anybody like that. That's annoying. Yeah. It you know I would focus on making an enjoyable experience first, and then if if we absolutely have to monetize the game, if we have to add those microtransactions, looking at a way where it's just the kind of cosmetic that. I'm going back to Bad Company 2 here, I'm sorry. Um, the kind that Bad Company 2 had, you had a, a, an outfit. And it was a kind of outfit that if people saw you wearing, they'd make fun of you. Because you spent five yes. bucks on an outfit. That's how it should be. And focusing more on DLC that's enjoyable, and not just, hey, well, if I want to get the actual ending to this game, <clears throat> Dead Space 3... Um, <laughs> I have to pay ten dollars, dude. Like, look at look at Mass Effect Two. Mass Effect has a an actual ending, but there's more content you can get later. And because it had an ending that I liked and a game that I enjoyed, I bought the money to get that content. I I I, I spent the money to get that content. You know what I'm saying? I I made the the purchase decision after finishing the game, that I wanted more of this good game. That will be something that would bring good PR to EA and would fix the one of the minor issues I have. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I would probably say, like, for a more serious answer than my last one, that uh, with obviously, like, EA, they're buying up a lot of developer, uh, developers and making them, like, to keep making their games. But they always turn up out to be shit. So they're obviously like taking the reins and for like telling them how to do the game. So they should probably just like if they buy up like let's say Activision just for for the sake of it, and they they make a game and they let them do the game their way still, like they just leave the reins for the the developer instead of like they decide how they do the game. So you just let them do their game. Because if you say Need for Speed, it was a great game until EA, well, EA had has had all, a lot of times, but 
EA fucked up the game. That's no doubt. A lot of games they fucked up is if they just let the developers keep the the game themselves and make the game their way, it would probably be a lot better than instead of like EA adding all their shit in it. Damn. So what I would do is either I would commit seppuku to save my honor, or um, I would start um, try... suicide out in the front and lobby. Yeah, completely. And Something, uh, uh, one of the mythological creatures that uh, H.P. Lovecraft talked about. Yes. There you go. Yes, indeed. Um, the other thing I would maybe try to figure out why people accept l- like land- random loot and random loot boxes in certain games, but not in my games. So I would try to figure out what the hell am I doing wrong? Because people absolutely love la- random loot in things like Diablo or um, certain MMOs, but not when I put them in my games. So. I- Hmm. What could that be about? So that would would be a question I would try to figure out. Yeah. Curtis? Uh I would probably bury the company and uh, hope that the public forgets about it forever. Yeah, shareholders wouldn't be too happy with that. <laughs> Suddenly your head would be found on a pike. <laughs> Tanks. <laughs> Tanks. Tanks are always the answer. Uh, if well, we're I, I'll, out... I'll send you in on it, Martin. <laughs> if we're pulling out tanks, we're, we're blowing up Gearbox first, okay? I'll, I'll, probably, I'll, I'll probably stop by Martin's house first. Yes, okay, we'll <laughs> blow up. No, 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 we'll blow up Gearbox. Oh, yeah, that's what what I yes. said. We'll be like... Would be like this is what you get for making aliens colonial. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't just say that one. I'd also say uh, Borderlands a free sequel and Duke Nukem Forever and Battleborn. You've just you've earned it. Yes. Uh, and anyways, another guest appearance for Martin. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Anybody else? I think we're through. Right. Yeah. No, yep. I'm done. All right, uh, so this is uh, now, now the ending of the uh, Let's Reminisce podcast. I've been uh, Mr. Bane for you. You can find me at uh, Twitter at Mr. Well, not Mr. Fuck, hang on. Let me roll that back. You can find me on Twitter at Bane for you with a Y-U at the end. Uh, Martin? Yes? Yeah, just just put your Twitter out. Yeah, I get to talk with shit. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at PsychoRender and, and on YouTube under PsychoRender, although you won't find any content there. Yep. What what you can do, though, is you can send him photos of Zenobia to <laughs> tempt him. Yes, please do that. Yes. Alright, uh, Relog? Yeah, you can find me at YouTube as Relux Gaming and same as tw- on Twitter and Twitch. And I just got to add a side note. If you have any complaints, just send a DM to run, run operative underscore on Twitter. Of course. Yes. Everything is his fault. Critique my ramblings, because uh, <laughs> there's a lot of it in this podcast, especially. <laughs> All right. Shadow? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube as Shadow1990CH, where I play random games and i have a weekly vr series where we look at uh, current vr games or just fun vr games in, uh, in general 
Grotus? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as uh, Ren Operative. Uh, nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, you can find me on YouTube and Twitter <laughs> under the name Alpha Grotus and uh, on YouTube uh, with my review channel as Frogface or uh, on that Twitter as Frogface R. All right. And of course, you can find Renegade Operative at. Find Renegade Operative at Xbox. That's a gamer tag, I thought. You can find me at Xbox also, being for you. Oh, no. I also have a Switch, but it's not Bane for you, so. All right. So this is, uh, this is the end, everybody. Don't know why you're still uh, still watching it now, but um, yeah. Have a good night. Yeah, see ya. See ya. Good night.